to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so grateful that you're here, and thank you so much to everyone who has left reviews on iTunes and shared this, the episodes on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much. I always do a personal oracle card reading for those who leave reviews and share the podcast with their friends and family. And I'm also grateful for all of you who are subscribing on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. It really helps the podcast to grow and to be shared to many more people. So thank you so much. And this week I have an amazing astrologer and yoga teacher with me as my guest, Anders Asker, and he has been practicing yoga since 91, and he's a 800-hour certified yoga teacher in Hatha, Ashtanga, and Rocket Yoga, and he facilitates Ashtanga Yoga and Rocket Vinyasa Yoga teacher trainings here in Stockholm. So this week's episode will be all about that and also a lot about astrology, so he has been a professional astrologer since 97 and he has a huge passion for astrology and he's so wise and so amazingly well read about astrology. He knows so much about it and besides his astrology and yoga he also is a singer-songwriter so it's amazing to be in his classes and in the end he shares a little piece of his music in Shavasana. So in this week's episode, we actually go deep into astrology and how you interpret your birth chart. And we talk about the important aspects such as the sun, moon, ascendant, your north node and south node, midheaven, Chiron. So it's all about you, your personality, your soul, your dharma and karma, your uh, career, your healing. And we also talk about the current astrology and some astrology news, what's going on right now. We talk about his journey into yoga and astrology and his music as well. So Anders does uh, astrological consultations where he dives deep into your birth chart. So if you're interested in that, you can check his links out in the show notes and I really hope that you enjoy this episode and if you do please subscribe and share and you can visit me on Instagram or Facebook at Law of Positivism so just enjoy all right yes welcome to the podcast Jesus that was quite an ordeal (laughs) it's the technology you know (laughs) so great to have you here i'm so excited about this conversation right right thank you so much for being here thank you shireen thank you for inviting me 
Thank you. And I always start the podcast with asking the question, how do you stay mindful and present? Oh, that's a good question. Um, how do I stay mindful mm. and in the present? Mm. Yeah. Well, I try to, um, I try to slow down and, and be here now. And that is, it's quite a challenge. You know, I practice yoga. I practice um, a lot of yoga, um, breath work, uh, asana meditation, and that is all geared towards that to to be here now and and to be uh, totally present uh, and mindful. But then again, the mind, our mind is is always uh, searching for new stuff. So it is, even though I work with it, uh, I also. Uh, tend to look ahead and and look back and and yeah. and lose my perspective but i i do remind me i i, I remind myself of this every day and mm. uh, so i don't i don't know what to answer you there <laughs> it's it's like something that i i train myself in every day mm. to be mindful to be present and yet I, I I fall back into old patterns, like everybody, and, and uh, look too far ahead or uh, dwell in the past. Mm. Yes, and that's the why we have the practice. Otherwise, we would be we wouldn't need it. Maybe <laughs> if we if we would be at that state all the time. And um, mm -hmm. so that's why yoga and meditation is so important. I totally agree mm -hmm. and I think you and I met a couple of years ago maybe three years ago for the first time I came to your class and uh, that that's the first time we crossed paths and then I've followed you throughout these years and uh, I, I just love how you teach and everything that you do maybe we can start by um sharing with the listeners you can start by maybe sharing your background and what you do in life yeah well well i i've i'm born in 1963 so i've come and i've come to quite a significant age now and uh, i i've i've been taking a lot of different routes in my life but music has always been with me I discovered astrology when I was 18, 19, mm. and I took to yoga. I took to it first when I was around 28, mm. uh, even though I had actually had books about it and stuff. But I started to practice Kundalini yoga back mm. in 91 when uh, Thomas Frankel opened the Deva Center on Dalagotan. So mm. that's, that was when I started to practice yoga. These three uh, subjects have have come to be my greatest passions mm. beside the passion of, of being with with people I love and and you know the love for my family and and uh, so forth um, so where shall I begin uh, mm. I, I, I I didn't know what to do in life uh, at, at early in age or, or when I when I was in my 20s my I have a identical uh, twin 
mm-hmm. he he emigrated to California. We were both uh, there one year at a time uh, when we were in. He was sixteen, and I was. He was seventeen. I was eighteen. We were there, so mm-hmm. so that was a there was quite a pull to America because when I grew up, the United States was like that's that's the place. I listened to so much music from from USA, and and uh, we were really quite uh, uh, affected or, or uh, influenced by by the American dream. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yep. And today, uh, this is so. So uh, Thomas, my brother, he emigrated in 1983, mm. and today, in 2020, the world has changed. It's quite different. And uh, as I studied uh, uh, astrology, the cycles of astrology, and I also studied the Mayan calendar, and I was very much into that. The end phase, you know, around 2010, 2010 to 12, those mm. the, the last years of, of the Mayan calendar. Mm. Uh, and somewhere around there, or even earlier, uh, was when America, as the, the leading empire of the world, it came to a peak and it started to decline. Mm. Uh, so today, um, it, it, the world looks very different, and and we 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 can't get that much inspiration from from there anymore. Uh, it looks like we have a lot of inspiration from from many places on the earth, but actually here in Sweden, it's like a, we're at the middle between the east and the west, mm. and and we do have some uh, quite. Uh, wise uh, ideas about how to uh, steer our society. Now that we're having this I- interview, we're right in the hype of the coronavirus and, mm. and, and that's uh, striking the earth with such a, a fear. Uh, and um, I guess the whole world is, is in a state of, of fear and, and uh, it's not easy to to look look uh, objectively at things. But uh, having said that, I also want to state that um, the 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 corona uh, fear is based in our fear of death. And and mm. you and I, if if we study yoga, if we study astrology, if we study um, the the deeper meaning of life, we know that we are eternal beings, and that mm. we we're doing the human experience and, and that this is maybe not our last lifetime on the earth as a human. Mm. Uh, and, and then we get to understand the concept of, of death as just another, another transformative state where mm. you move into uh, uh, another part of your journey as, mm. as your soul or, or as your, yeah. Uh, have to move on yeah. boy did i have a hard time to keep on track with that answer but uh, let me just go back then and say that mm. i did search for meaning uh, i lost my father when i was 25 and that uh, helped me to start to search i started to look for spiritual answers uh, the church had never given me 
uh, or Christianity had never given me those answers. So I was looking into the new age or, or into uh, to all kinds of, of spiritual teachings uh, that you could find in, in, in uh, new age shops like Vatuman and Trotnigatan or East and West was existent back then known as Taman. But anyway, so I started to search and, and I was still looking. I didn't know really where to go and I wanted to do music. Uh, so I started to work with different jobs uh, just to make myself able to uh, pursue music. Mm. And, and that went on for quite some time and I didn't succeed with my music endeavors, with my career as a musician or a singer songwriter. And uh, all that time, I, uh, it took me into, uh, I reschooled, I had many odd jobs, but I reschooled and, and went into psychiatry as a as a mental what you call it a mental ward, uh, mm. mental creator. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I worked in that field uh, for many years, over thirteen years. And I I started in daytime, but it's very easy to burn out in that sector because we don't have we don't have a functioning psychiatry uh, or it's it's very much mm. pills and and uh, preservation or locking in and, and giving medication. That's how it works. Mm. Not much dynamic therapy there, at least not when I started to work in in ninety five. Uh, but I kept on with that. I kept on with the music and astrology, and I started to like work more and more on the side with astrology, and. Suddenly, yoga came into my life again in another shape. We, uh, at that time, I was married and I had two small children and um, we had the digital TV net coming on. And I had done Kundalini yoga for all those years from 91 all the way through the 90s and into the 2000. But it was getting more sporadic. And, uh, you know, if you, if you have kids, if, if you have a small family, that takes a lot of uh, energy. Mm -hmm. uh, but through the digital TV net, um, Vinyasa Yoga or Ishta Yoga, if you know Ishta, the mm -hmm. school by Alan Finger or, or Mani Finger, his father, that was coming through... Uh, Dutch TV station and I started to do vinyasa 16, 17, 18 minutes uh, were those episodes or those classes and I did them maybe twice a day, started to do them regularly every day and I, I started to again understand how the practice of yoga, even if you're looking for mindfulness, mm -hmm. it has a lot of effects on your body like uh, you start to walk with a taller spine, lifting the heart, you know, and, and walk mm. taller in life. And, and that really got to me. It's like, wow, this, this has an effect. And I started to search more in the vinyasa tradition that led me to power yoga and then to ashtanga yoga. And in 2006, I met 
a great teacher from the United States, from, from California, named Larry Schultz. Mm. And, and he had a school called It's Yoga. And he had an affiliate studio on Södermalm in Stockholm, where my ex-wife was doing uh, a teacher training, uh, 200-hour Ashtanga teacher training at that year. So, and, and she was, uh, by, by coincidence, I got into a master class with Larry Schultz in the late summer of 2006. And that mm. was like, that was such an aha moment for me. Because that class, that that intensity, and the playfulness also of of his teaching, but you know to do because he was teaching rocket rocket vinyasa is progressive mm-hmm. ashtanga, progressive way of doing ashtanga, and and it was mind blowing for me. And also lying in shavasana, I was getting all these visions and lying in in the resting corpse pose after I was getting all mm-hmm. these visions. So that that changed my direction so so i was still working in psychiatry but three years later i started to work full-time with yoga and we took over that affiliate studio in stockholm Mm -hmm. and i was uh, managing that studio with my ex-wife for five years until we divorced in in 2013. Mm. yeah (laughs) you want me to go on amazing no, but that's amazing. That, I mean, that's a long uh, history and really a beautiful path into what you're doing today. Like you found your path. And if, I mean, if if I'm correct, when you were 28, you're about to have your Saturn return, right? Right. So yeah. at, at 28, <laughs> the, the cycles around 27 to yeah. uh, 29 and a half. W- what's your year? When are you born? I'm born 88, so I had yeah, mine. So you, you yeah. passed that. But, yeah. but the years 27 to around 30, then they're very important years because you have numerolo- numerological, you have the, the end of the youth square and you mm-hmm. enter the power square in the divine triangle at mm-hmm. 27. And yeah. a little bit later in that year, you have the progressive lunar return. So secondary mm-hmm. progression, the lunar return comes back. So that's very important time when when you align again with your moon, with your feelings, with your soul mm. purpose. And yeah. then at around 29 and a half, Saturn, that has a 29 and a half year orbit around the sun, uh, returns mm. to its starting point when you were born. And that's the karmic, uh, like a, lift off of karma that you have been going through mm. all that uh, your life up until then so mm. you 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 kind of make a new set a new table and you start out in your more grown up life so of yeah. course that's a very important time that that window of time between 27 and and, and 29 and a half something like that that's that's a, a water lock or a, I mean a time lock where you mm. really uh, tune into your tune into your serious direction in life. Yeah. And that's, I think that's true for many people and a lot of shifts around that time. And then the second return. And I would love for us to get into astrology because I've been into astrology for, I would also say like over 10 years now that I've been 
studying it and and uh, just going deeper and deeper into it i i just and i love how it's like always unfolding everything that is unfolding around us is in line with it so um i think a lot of uh, the listeners have also followed me on love positivism instagram for uh, many years now and have seen my uh, astrology post but maybe we can just tap into like maybe first the basics of um now we mentioned uh saturn and the moon and all of that maybe just like we can start with the three important uh, things that we can base our own reading upon like the sun and the moon and the ascendant like what they represent because sometimes Mm -hmm. i write about these things but maybe it's hard to apply to your own Mm -hmm. chart Mm -hmm. yeah how would you describe those three as well uh yeah it's those are the three main points in the chart and if you begin if you begin everybody knows their sun sign Mm. Everybody knows when their their date, w- what sign that is in. So mm. the the sun is the sun sign is your spiritual purpose in life, and mm. and it's it's like it's very much connected to the heart and the spirit, and it's also mm. uh, a very um, positive uh, energy. Uh, that gives you drive and purpose and courage. It's it's kind of a masculine symbol, the way we interpret astrology today. Mm. Uh, So where you find your son, that's where you've chosen to incarnate and and work work purposefully uh, towards uh, mastering the symbolism of that sign. So if, if you're not right now, we're in, in Pisces, right? Mm. Uh, so the sun in Pisces is, uh, that's, uh, that's a, a sign that is most connected with um, synthesis and trying to connect all the threads because it's the last of the sign in uh, signs in the Zodiac. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's water, it's, it's movable and and it's feminine uh, so maybe that was a bad example to take up because the mm. water signs what what sign are you Shireen? i'm a cancer sun sign um, so i am a water sign <laughs> so the water signs are maybe the most tricky signs because they in themselves water represent feelings water mm. represents under the surface and and uh, so the connection with subconsciousness and and with um, stuff that is below uh, the surface. We, we, m- most people can hide their feelings, but if you're born Cancerian or Scorpio or, or Pisces, those feelings are, it's like you 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 can't hide them you can't hide mm. them too much because it's so much part of your nature and you use mm. them to tune in to life so you're very much mm. like a radio that can tune in to wavelengths and 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 uh, atmospheres and and mm. what's going on on the feeling level yeah 
That's very true. And and it also, like, it's like we don't, it's kind of like being in the feelings and emotions and then also tuning into others very easily. And so it's like almost like floating all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then uh, like, you have to like, balance yourself to to yeah. yes. like integrate all the other parts of yourself right so so the balance for cancer um mm. is in the opposite sign of of capricorn which is yeah. earth which is also yeah. a feminine sign but it's mm. it's earth and and uh, and that that will ground uh, your feelings mm. um, true um, mm. but if you if you talk about the moon, mm. the moon is is in itself a symbol of the feelings because it it connects with with the the water sign Cancer. I didn't say mm. that, but the sun connects with the sun sign Leo. Mm. But, but the the sun has also a strong habitat in Aries, where it's exalted. And the moon mm. in Taurus, where it is in its exaltation. But I shan't go mm. into those. That's that's highbrow details. But I just want yeah. to say, I have I have the moon in Taurus as well. well so so <laughs> then then you have a very well placed moon, because because okay. if you're if you know about the feelings, the feelings fluctuate. They go mm. up and they go down. And most people yeah. in the world, they ride the roller coaster of their feelings and they mm. live in their dramas, you know, if yeah. it's positive or if it's ne negative, that's what feeds them. That's how feelings feed, feed them. Mm. But the position of the moon in Taurus, which is the most steady of all the earth signs, it's the fixed earth, right? Mm. Yeah. That enables the feeling to find security in that earth mm. sign so that's one of the reasons why why we consider the moon it's in in its exaltation when it's in yeah. the sign of taurus mm. um yeah uh and and what did i want to say more about the moon the moon mm. is uh, is more connected to it's connected to the personality and to the feelings and to our soul. So mm. the moon is more uh, connected to the soul and to the night, to to mm. to the depths of of uh, your personality, and mm. and where you find the moon in the chart is where you find your needs, mm. and and you have. We have to satisfy our needs in order to feel uh, good, and and so if you have the moon in Taurus, now I'm, I'm talking about your your horoscope. Mm -hmm. But if you have the moon in Taurus, you have a great need for physical contact, for 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 touch, and mm -hmm. and also you have a. A need to express through express that the Vishuddha chakra, the the the, and the fifth mm. chakra is very important because it's connected to Taurus, right? It's connected to the yeah. to the throat and to Venus and and to mm. to the expression of of beauty, um, and then 
Taurus is also um, security-based and, and has to do with values, with, with money, what we own, what we need to have to feel secure, to feel safe. So you can you can really spin on on all these you know uh, symbols that that connect to a sign uh, where you have the sign where you have your moon and understand mm-hmm. your needs your feeling nature and also mm-hmm. what you feed others with um, and then if you talk about the ascendant the rising sign very interesting point in the chart because this is the fastest moving point in the chart so it's very sensitive and uh, the rising sign is the cusp of the first house in the chart uh, and the first house is you so uh, the ascendant is another expression of you your personality uh, when you rest, when you just are, uh, the ascendant uh, describes that personality. So where is your ascendant? Mm. I have my ascendant in Leo. So there, there comes the fire in. So if you have yeah. sun in, in Cancer, moon in Taurus, and then mm. the rising sign in Leo, that's quite another voice. Mm. Uh, yeah. But it's it's is it in square with the moon? Is it squaring the moon? Um, I don't know actually. What, what's the degree checked. of your ascendant? What's the degree of your moon? I think the moon is like sixteen degrees, and the ascendant is like twenty nine degrees. So, so then they they are not actually in a tight square. It's a very wide square. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I was that's also above the the level that we can talk. But I was just mm. bringing in that you you look at the planets and the points like the ascendant, and you see mm. if they are in an aspect. When you divide yeah. the circles in basic numbers like one, two, three, four, five, six, you use those to divide uh, the circle and see aspects and. I was mentioning a square. A square is a 90 degree aspect when you divide the circle in four and that's a very driving force. So if you have the moon in Taurus, that sign squares Leo. They're both fixed signs. Mm -hmm. And then the moon will drive the ascendant or the ascendant will uh, uh, feel the, the, the driving force of the moon to mm. get some kind of compromise between the the drive of Leo and the drive of Taurus. Do you know? Do you understand what I say? Yeah, and I think that's very true because now that I look, I have my Moon in twenty two degrees and ascendant in twenty seven. So they are they in are. Square. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So then Definitely. you have always that's that's one of your ground or your basic things in the chart is that mm. you you want to manifest that leonian traits mm. uh which is is uh, leo is uh, a natural leader leo mm. is is um content and when we when we're when we talk about yoga we talk about uh, santosha contentment yeah. right and mm. actually leo when it when it is in its 
natural state, it's very content. It's it's like warm and and, and giving and, and generous and and it just is. It's a natural queen or a natural king. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it is. So so that and- energy combined mm. with Taurus, which is uh, Taurus is is like trying to. Uh, it's it's into values. It's it's into mm. in, into touch feeling, and and it loves it loves uh, it, it wants to to um, um, how do you say that to really enjoy and to really mm. to really uh, satiate the desires of 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 uh, of life. Wants mm. to, it wants to grace in the fields and, and, mm. and nurture itself with all kinds of, of stuff that, that brings uh, in um, yeah, the, the, the appreciation of, of the earth, of, of, mm. of life. Yeah, and Taurus is so, uh, because I have my midheaven in Taurus as well, right next to my moon. Yeah. So it, it feels like that energy has also been very strong in in also like what I want to do and and all of that so I think it's really interesting when because when you talk to someone about astrology I I think most people think about like the regular horoscope and the uh, they maybe they they don't even identify with their sun sign but there's so much that that uh, influences us and most of us have so many planets like all over the the different signs yeah yeah it's interesting to see like how maybe we can talk about the midheaven like what it yeah yeah because that's that's the fourth point if you mention sun moon ascendant and Mm. and the ascendant describes the personality in a resting state just being Mm. then the the midheaven medium quality mc that's Mm. that describes your actual drive, your ambition, what you want to project out into the world, what you want people mm. to perceive you as. Mm. So if that's in combination with the moon, mm. then you have like a very strong drive to manifest feminine energies in your career, to manifest, mm. you know, the, the, the love of nature mm. or, or the the love of food or I don't know, whatever mm. you, you, that, that satiates your, your, your being or, or satisfies your hunger. That's something that you mm. can also work with professionally. Mm. So, yes. so the MC describes your professional uh, drive. It, it actually, mm. it, or it describes your career or, or, or your, your social status. And and mm. then uh, look to the sign and, and and see what it means and and then you can sort of understand where where you're going with with your with that drive with with your ambition. Mm. I also want to add in that right now, as we speak, mm. 2020 is a very special year because mm. we're having a, a stellium of planets, outer planets. In Capricorn, the the goat, the the mountain goat with a fish tail, uh, mm. and and that has not happened 
for a very long time. The, the, the constellations we have in the skies, the, the, the year began with a Pluto-Saturn conjunction, the, the Pluto, the dwarf planet far out in, in uh, the galaxy, was lying on the same degree as Saturn, the seventh planet or the last one that we can see with our bare eye on, in the sky, in the night sky. So they were conjoining in Capricorn, uh, and they haven't done that for 500 years. Last time they did it mm. was back in, in 1518, when Luther was, you know, nailing his thesis on the uh, yeah. church and uh, the reformation started and also hernando cortez invaded mesoamerica the aztec empire under his he came there with 600 soldiers and of course he had infiltrators and uh, others that helped him and the the empire was corrupt in itself because it was ruled by the sword and the aztecs were cruel but anyway mm -hmm. in 18 months six, with 600 soldiers he conquered that um, empire of 35 million Indians. Yeah. That's, it's, a, it's a crazy story. It's a wild story. Yeah. But anyway, that happened five years, 500 years ago. And, and you know, the consequences of that has been profound. What uh, uh, the, the, uh, the invasion of, or the conquering of, of, of Mesoamerica or, or South America and and uh, the the split of the church. Today, we 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 have that conjunction again. It was also prevalent in 2019, but it became exact mm. in the beginning of of 2020. But in 2020, Jupiter is also in Capricorn. Jupiter mm. spends one year in each sign. Uh, so, so it is the, uh, in, in Capricorn too, and right now Mars, the red planet that has the two-year orbit around uh, the sun, is in Capricorn. Uh, so uh, there's been so much energy in Capricorn, uh, and there is this, this conjunction or the stellium with uh, Jupiter, uh, Pluto, Saturn, is in effect throughout the year. And this is very rare location that these three planets lie so close to one another for uh, the duration of 11 months. That's very rare. And it won't happen again for a thousand years. Yeah. And and I have, uh, I love this astrologer in, in another one in California called Matthew Stelsner. And, and he, he's calling it the Dragon Rider Portal that, that the whole year is, is so much flavored by this dragon rider portal. And, you know, to ride a dragon, that's, that's quite a, a, a rocky ride. So you have, you have to buckle up and prepare for some, uh, what you call it, uh, shakes, what, what you call it, when, when, when you fly an aeroplane and, and it becomes unsteady. Oh, yeah, turbulence. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a turbulent ride. Yeah, Because Capricorn, the ca sign Capricorn, has to do with uh, ambition. So it's, mm. it's relevant to what we were talking about, MC, the 10th house, mm. has yeah. a, a similar uh, uh, meanings as the sign Capricorn, this, the, the mountain goat that wants to climb mm. up 
climb, climb, and climb, and climb to reach the summit, to reach the top, where it can look out and see how the valley lies. When it sees how the valley lies, it feels secure because then it knows how to play the game. Then it knows the rules. When it knows the rules, it will act accordingly and start to take one step at a time to reach uh, the top of its career, to, to, to reach, mm. uh, to follow that ambitious drive. And, and you can say so much about the sign Capricorn. It's connected mm. with isolation because Saturn is the natural ruler of the sign. So it's it's connected with isolation, with loneliness, with with absent of uh, absent parent, absent father. Uh, you know, to to have uh, a lot of uh, uh, ordeals or challenges to to take a lot of responsibility on or early on in life. That's t- mm. typical Capricornian traits. Mm. Um, but ultimately it becomes a very responsible and uh, wise and truthful being that can rule, that mm-hmm. can rule with, with, uh, um, uh, with the uh, goals, with, with, with meaning, with, you see, the, the sign Capricorn is adjacent to the sign Aquarius, and both mm. these signs are ruled by uh, Saturn. And in 2020, mm. Saturn will actually move into Aquarius for three months and then back yes. down again. Uh, it, it will come into Aquarius just in, in 10 days from now or something. It, yeah. it, it enters Aquarius and it will be there on the first, second and third degree, and then it will retrograde in the end of April or beginning of May mm. and and it will back into Capricorn again in the beginning of July so mm. so we have uh, we get a little uh, touch of that uh, Aquarian energy too that Saturn is so much connected to um, I'm not if I, I don't know if I'm losing track but to know the difference between those signs the leadership mm. that we have in Capricorn is often much more uh, tight and stern and, and like uh, follow the rules and, and is like um, very ambitious. Corporations and governments, they all fall under Capricorn. But in Aquarius, mm. there is the more unselfish leadership. The, 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 the Aquarius is the opposite sign of Leo. If Leo is the emperor, um, or the, the 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 queen and the king in Aquarius, you have the more modern r- uh, leader that wants to rule with the people. Mm. Uh, and and yes. if you look back in time, the greatest time of 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 revolutions uh, was in the 1700s, in the late 1700s, when the planet Uranus was discovered. We had the, the American Revolution, the French Revolution, the free freedom time in Sweden. Uh, so that time was like, uh, it gave us uh, 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 inspiration to start to individualize and, and find our own significant path. But then it was, it was, um, shut down or, you know, uh, strong powers always want the, the people to, 
to follow the lead. So all those impulses were, of course, quieted or or, or suppressed by the by the powers that are, uh, and and that's been going on ever since. But right now, in 2020 with these energies in Capricorn, there's a tremendous cleansing going on in all the top uh, uh, pyramids or the, the top, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, structures. Structures in the little man, structures in the big man, structures in, in, in society are being cleansed by this mm. uh, progression of planets going there and you know Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008 and it exits in 2024 but Saturn mm. spends two and a half years in his own sign so he, mm. he's he's going out this year or, or by the end of the year he, he, he comes to the next sign he entered in 2017 mm. late 2017 um, um, but what, what, what I wanted to say is that that cleansing and that transformation uh, we feel it right and now mm. we've we have this uh, uh, coronavirus going on how is that going to affect the structures and the and the policies and the and the leadership in our uh, in our world yeah I mean astrologers have been saying for a long time that 2020 would be a very special year so we can see that right now and and everything is is happening for us to evolve and um, yeah as you said like in the beginning if we fear like if we fear something we have fears around death for example we also have fears around life so right now it's like a shift within and around us and just talking about Capricorn also, because the next points that I think are really interesting in the astrology is the north and south node, mm -hmm. which are Dharma and Karma, and, and which has been in, in the north node had, has been in um, Cancer and the south node in Capricorn. Maybe we can also talk about what these points mean in our chart. Yeah, the very interesting subject. So mm. in, in um, Vedic astrology, they, they call it the, uh, or, or also in Western astrology, we call it the dragon's mm. head and the dragon's tail. Yeah. And the north node that you're uh, mm. correctly speaking is is in cancer and has been in cancer for about uh, 15 months i think mm. uh, and yeah. and the su the southern node is in capricorn and so the the southern node in your birth chart represents the lives that you are leaving the the incarnations mm. the most recent incarnations are very much connected with where where the south node is and mm. that's a, a point in the chart where you actually have power and and uh, uh, you have talent you have a lot of uh, um, yes you have talent but but that's a part of the chart that you're leaving in your spiritual journey because mm. you're moving towards the other pole uh, the polar mm. opposite which is the dragon's head the uh, the, the north node mm. 
Mm. And isn't yeah. it interesting that we have all mm. this turbulence right now in in governments and and in in in, in the in the social sphere when the south mm. node is going through capricorn because Cap yeah. capricorn is also uh, has been associated with cruelty you know and and mm. and, and uh, just uh, selfish strive to reach the top to walk over dead bodies or i don't know how you express it but you know yeah. that, that ambitious drive mm. and we're trying to release that to 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 let go of that and instead aim towards the 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 uh, emotional nurturance and the care for our kin for our close ones for our the people close to us uh, mm. that cancer represents the home the mm. family and mm. and how can we do how can we balance uh, home and career cancer and capricorn uh, on on um, on a spiritual level in our lives. Um, so so the south node is something that we have to let go of in the chart in order to grow, expand, and follow the spiritual direction that aims towards the north node. In, in, mm. And right now they are in, in, in the north node is in Cancer. Uh, this is a very interesting uh, journey that, we do uh, and um, um, it's also interesting to know where these nodes are uh, housewise because you know you mm. don't only have 12 signs you have 12 houses that begin with the ascendant with the rising sign and then you have mm. four quadrants of three houses and 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 where where are those nodes if you if you for instance take your own chart where where is mm. the south and the north node in your own chart? So I have my north node in Pisces, and it's in sixteen degrees of Pisces, and it looks like it's in the uh, seventh house. Right. So yeah. so then Pisces, the north node in Pisces, means that you have uh, you, if you have the south node, then then it's in opposite sign in Virgo. Yeah, in Virgo. sixteen degrees, mm. and and Virgo is is a uh, a very con it's it's an earth sign. It's a mutable earth sign, mm. and it's ruled by Mercury, and it, it's exalted by Mercury, or Mercury's mm. in its exaltation there. So it's a very powerful mm. mind in in Virgo. A very analytical mind that wants precision or, or wants yeah. uh, wants to find uh, um, perfection and mm. is very, ha can have a very critical streak. In in yeah. Pisces, we're we're trying to go with the flow. We're trying to dissolve everything into oneness. So Pisces, mm. we were starting to talk about Pisces. How that sign is so complex because mm. we're actually trying to understand the limitlessness of life and to just mm. uh, be absorbed in the oneness, in yes. unconditional love. So mm. you're doing a spiritual journey from having mm. been, maybe you've been into health before, you've been working mm. with health, but you've been working with very much with a discerning mind and, and you've, mm. you've had a very controlling mind. And now you're moving towards the great oceans of, of Pisces 
where you're just mm. supposed to let go and flow with the rivers, flow with the with the feelings, go with mm. walk with via con Dios, you know, that's Pisces, mm. and that's that's one of the great challenges in your life is to let go of the controlling mind and just mm. follow the heart, let go, mm. follow with that uh, flow. Mm. And, and yeah, and, that's really true. And uh, yes, yeah, so it's very interesting. And then you say you come from the first house. Is this is the is south node in the first house? So yeah, because is, my ascendant, my ascendant is so yeah, yeah. it's in twenty seven yeah, degrees yeah. of of Leo. So my Virgo is in the first house, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. so it looks like it's it's, it's it, yeah, it is there. And that yeah. and, and if you take the meaning of that, the you're leaving. Incarnationally, you're leaving a, 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 a number of lives where you've been very independent, where you mm. have been uh, uh, relying on your own resources. And mm. in this life, you're moving towards cooperation, sharing, and to, to live in, in twosomeness. So, so th then you put that into the picture that you're also moving towards that to be able to live in in a marriage, to live in a in a relationship, and and get that to work despite mm. your memories of being so independent and self uh, reliant and, and strong, you know, on your own. Mm. Do you understand what I say? Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I can definitely see how our south node comes in very easily for us. Like it's it, it comes easily, but then it also can affect us because I can definitely relate to, you know, like the Virgo and like mind, uh, you know, the whole, whole Mercury part, because I also have my Gemini and Mercury and Venus in Mercury. So I or in uh, Gem Gemini, I mean, so it's really it really comes shows up in my life uh, also when it comes to like order and you know neatness and <laughs> cleanliness yeah. but at the same time like i i always say that like i i i i flow in and out of states in my life where i'm like in that piscean world so it may be maybe half of the time i'm like on a different planet so more than half the time I feel like I'm not really a physical human so I'm I'm like floating out and, and feeling that Piscean oneness and without really doing anything it's not like I'm trying to achieve that or meditate myself into it but I just flow into that like you know in Swedish like flumig yeah, like yeah. being up there and but I've lived my life very like you know actually more like in the Capricorn Virgo manner, like, you know, with studies and work and all of that. But it's like that part has been with me as I've, as long as I've remembered since I was a child. So the, the Pisces is really strong for me. And I think where I'm going with my life, it's definitely towards my Dharma and, and that space of Pisces. So it's really beautiful and i also wanted to tap into because uh the one one thing that i i'm really interested in is healing so 
I, I'm really interested in Chiron also yeah, in the chart. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. <laughs> we can talk you, about that. You have Chiron in Gemini, right? Or, or is... Now I have Chiron in, uh, actually in Cancer, yeah, right yeah, in yeah. the beginning, yeah. the one degree in Cancer. Yeah. Right. Mm. And, and, and Chiron, the wounded healer, which was discovered in 77 and mm. very fast was taken into the astro astrological uh readings and and mm. many books are written on 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 the subject uh chirony is the the it's it's a very psychic energy or or emotional energy and it's it's non-verbal it's non-intellectual and it's it's shamanistic right so it's mm. it's when it came when it was discovered in 77 there was a uh, an upheaval of, or there was a great expansion of of uh, um, alternative medicine, and also mm. the gay movement had a great mm. uh, expansion uh, back then. Because Chiron, the Chiron is a, a centaur. Uh, mm. uh, it's a half horse, half man, uh, and. All the demi entities they symbolize the integration of masculine and feminine. So, so Chiron, when it came, and it has very much to do with the new integration of masculine and feminine, and uh, you can see that in the culture around the time seventy-seven when it was discovered that that we were trying to become more uh, integrated not so polarized in our in our G, uh, sexes right mm, yeah but then the the woundedness of chiron because if you read up on the story of chiron he was uh, he was he had a very tough life he was mm. you know um, discarded or or he was uh, his mother wouldn't want of him at all because mm. he was like a freak to her. He was the mm. the progeny of 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 Saturn and Philira. Philira was a nymph, uh, a wood nymph or, or forest nymph, and Saturn was of course Saturn. <laughs> but mm. but when he when he was when he when he was making love or whatever he was doing with Philira, he was. He his wife was approaching, so he had he shape shifted into a stallion and, and rode off, uh, uh, or, or galloped off, and and that's that's one of the stories around the birth. When when then Philira gave birth to uh, to Chiron, she wouldn't want of him because he was he was a half horse, half man, a freak. So he was fostered mm. by. I know that Apollon was his foster father, uh, and Apollon teach, taught him uh, music, astrology, uh, uh, warcraft, and and healing. Uh, so, and he had many more subjects that he was taught. But he, in himself, became a great teacher. And also helped to to take on, or, or he was like a foster father for Jason, for instance, and and all the great heroes in the Greek myth or in the Roman myth, they came to 
him where he was working in his cave at Mount Pelion. And they got initiated, partly through astrology, he initiated them into their life path, into their calling. But he mm. was also lecturing them or, or teaching them, uh, especially he, he was very, very proficient in, in healing and in in war in in um, like martial arts or, or whatever it was you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, he was teaching that but for all his healing ability when that when it came to, it, that incident came when when there was a tumultuous fight between drunken centaurs and him and a bunch of his or, or hercules and some of the the ones that were with him he was injured by a poisoned arrow uh, that was uh, there was a uh, mistakenly shot by Hercules that hit his I think it was his left calf but I I can't remember exactly if it was the left calf but he was mm. he was wounded by the the poison of the hydra uh, uh, and he for all his healing power he couldn't heal it uh, mm. and and with the agony he went to he went to uh, uh, Zeus, to Jupiter, and asked him if he could swap places with Prometheus. Prometheus was the one that stole the fire from the gods and gave it to the people. And for that, he was uh, punished, and and he was chained to a rock. Uh, uh, and every day vultures came and, and ate his uh, intestines, his liver, picked his liver. Mm-hmm. And then the next day it started again. So that's one of those crazy uh, punishment <laughs> stories. But he, he mm-hmm. asked Zeus, Jupiter, Chiron asked, uh, he, since he was a half god, he couldn't die, right? So he asked mm-hmm. Zeus if he could swap places with Prometheus, uh, die and set Prometheus free. And Jupiter was so moved by his request that he took him and he threw him up on the sky into this into the sign, into the sun sign Sagittarius, into the constellation, into the star constellation of Sagittarius. So Sagittarius, that star constellation, is also Chiron, right? Mm. That is Chiron. But but mm. Uh, then we discovered the planetoid in 77, and now we also have a body in the uh, horoscope that moves. So where you have Chiron, if you have Chiron mm. in, in cancer, there is a wound in the family. There's a wound when it comes to emotions, and, mm. and you have chosen to heal that wound in your family in this lifetime. And you do it through yourself, mm. through your own practice. So you have to heal yourself first, and then you can teach mm. your, your, the other members or, or siblings or, or parents or, or cousins or whatever it is, you know, mm. with, with, that, mm. with that wisdom. So, so mm. Karen is a wise teacher. Yeah, I love that. Great, great to have the background as well of Chiron uh, as the wounded healer. The, and it's really, yeah. Yeah, the, there are other stories that there's, you know, this, mm. this was some 3,500 years ago. Uh, and it mm. was in the, in the end of uh, a matriarchal 
a culture that, uh, or, or the, no, the matriarchy was going out and the patriarchy was coming in. And it was a time when there was a very uh, uh, brutal way of, of uh, having sex. So mm. it was a time when, when men was kind of, you know, uh, abusing or just, you know, very brutally having sex with women. And they say that Chiron came down to teach mm. the men and the women the, the art of, 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 of sex, of, of uh, love, you know, the art of it mm. and how, how both parts can really uh, find this, the, the, the spiritual, the, 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 the oneness, the, the merging into one. Uh, that actually has symbolism in the sign of Scorpio. But anyway, that mm. Chiron had such a mission to teach the, the art of love and to, to start to uh, evaluate that and, and uh, for the men to understand uh, the feminine. The feminine, in my uh, view, the feminine is actually the, the strongest of the sexes because she is the mother of the child, but she's also the initiator into sexuality. She knows it more because she's closer to the moon, to the to the feeling, to the to the movement of, of feeling, and, and she can guide the man into uh, into a, a sacred sacred sex. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yes and definitely and Chiron had mm. such a mission and today we're starting to learn collectively to really honor love between uh, mutual love between humans or yeah between human beings and and with respect we get the freedom to choose uh, our partners and and mm. to have this sacred sex, the union that brings us into a, 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 a contact with our uh, divinity, you know, with with, with the divine, mm. right? Yes, and the great mother. Yeah. yeah, definitely, that's beautiful. And and you actually work with astrology and readings. Maybe you can share like how people can contact you for well, a reading. Well, do you do it online? Or? Yeah, I can do it online, but I prefer, mm -hmm. it's, it's always good to have a personal meeting. And yeah. y y people can find me if they... Uh, I'm, I have a website uh, called uh, Andesh... Uh, being the streak or say Anders dash asker dot sc that's my my web page uh, for yeah. now I have that web page and then that's a domain so you can email me there on info or astrology or or yoga at that uh, Anders dash asker dot sc yes. so you can find me there you can find me on on I am on Facebook and I'm on, on yes Instagram. I will. I will share all the links in in the show notes definitely so they can also find you because then you will like read the whole chart and take out the most important points I guess when you do the reading. Yeah, when I do a reading it's it's like a 90 minute session 
it takes around mm-hmm. 90 minutes it, and and I have to prepare myself before that so I I do the mm-hmm. same amount of time preparation and yeah. and then we record the the reading and uh, it's it's like an initiation it's a very deep initiation into mm-hmm. into into yourself and and an affirmation of where you are in life i i often mm. use the 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 natal horoscope and then i use mm. three or four progress charts like secondary progression tertiary progression minor progression solar arc direction i can look mm. at the the solar return the birthday chart the prognosis of the year and uh, of course transits that are in the year are very interesting it's Astrology is, is mm. a very wide, um, uh, it's a spiritual science, you know, and, and mm. it's very wide yeah. and, and, and you can see so much in it, but you also have to uh, try to detach from too much intellectual uh, mm. uh, approach to, to get into the feelings and, and to, you know, to understand how how Venus or Mars or Moon or whatever planet we're talking about, how it is uh, manifesting in you and, and how you can use it for your benefit. Because you have placed the planets where they are. It's not, a, mm. it's not like a destiny that's, that's written in the, in the stars. It, is, mm. it can be called that as long as you're an unaware being, uh, as long mm. as you're just you know, not being very individualized. But as soon as Mm. you become more and more aware, which you're, I know that you're highly aware being, Shireen, so then it's Mm. actually you who have placed every planet into the uh, chart, and that's the map. That's the map for how you can ride the wave in this life and, and how you can manifest your moon, Mars, Venus, Mercury, etc. Uh, so it's it's very interesting, and and I uh, I I start to relearn astrology. How I can teach people that that you have laid the map there. It's your doing. You 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 decided to incarnate at this place and time with this setting of 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 family and and so forth to do your next Earth lesson. Mm, so true yeah Mm, i always say that that even how hard it is we have chosen this for a reason because otherwise it would be really tough to to see why things happen and it's how we can work with it and uh, hopefully we become more and aware and conscious about all of these things so we can like like ascend a little bit more as a collective and as individuals as well so yeah yeah i'm really yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how uh, how we evolve and i really want to thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and uh, yeah it's it it's so interesting and i'm sure we will talk again about these subjects maybe tap into more things do you think we've missed anything important from the astrology in this talk that you want to mention well uh, i do want to mention that mm. that not right now we're in pisces uh, 
And, mm. and uh, in Pisces right now, there are three planets. Sun is in the very mm. end of the sign because it's two more days until the equinox when it enters Aries. So yes. the last two days mm. of Sun in Pisces. Uh, and Neptune, the ruler of Pisces, the modern ruler of Pisces that was discovered in 1846, he's in the middle mm. or in, actually he's on the verge of coming into the last third, the last decanate of the sign. But he, he stands there and, 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 and he sends out, well, he has also a feminine energy, he sends out these uh, waves of, of how we can communicate with all life and how we can start to tune into another flow. Like we were talking about your North Node in Pisces, how we try to tune into the oneness and, and our our place in the unity, the, the earth is still, the earth is still in quarantine in the, in the sense mm. that we have not written the peace contract on earth yet. So, mm. so the earth is kind of quarantined from the rest of the universe or from the rest of the, of the, uh, the life in, 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 in the universe because we're such we're so deep in into violence still but but we're getting there we're get, we're opening up and we're starting to communicate more and more with other intelligences uh, 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 in in the universe right so that's mm. neptune is opening up that and mercury mm. who was retrograding in pisces the the past about four weeks ago, he stationed retrograde and went backwards until we reached the full moon. He stationed again direct. He dipped back into Aquarius. Yes. He, he was at the mm. end of the Aquarius and he came back into Pisces. So he's going over a stretch where he's been backing the last month. Uh, and that's mm. interesting because with the full moon in Pisces and Mercury retrograde, we had the coronavirus spreading and Pisces can mm. be symbolized by a lack of immunity because we open up mm. so much. Immune system has to, uh, is connected to both Virgo and, and Pisces, but also fantasy and imagination. And with Mercury going retrograde there and the full moon that was around a week ago or more, uh, that the imagination ran wild and it was fears that that feeded that imagination instead of positivism or or belief in in what we can create with our dreams um, so that's a very interesting aspect and neptune will be in in pisces um for another uh five years or so uh, five six years in, uh, before he he leaves. So, uh, so that's a great influence that we have. And I also want to mention Uranus in Taurus. How that mm. is revolutionizing our um, and the money market, the the the, the banking, uh, the uh, how our values, how we can make mm. it easier to use our. Uh, technicalities are our phones or computers and everything tours is a great way of 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 finding a way to make it easier to use these uh technology technologies that we have today <laughs> mm, definitely yeah that's very a very good recap and overview of what's going on and 
we will all stay tuned to that. I would love also if if you could if you could share. Um, I don't know if you do with. Can you put in a, a music in this podcast or or yes, sure. Use, yeah. use some of of my songs on on Spotify or on yeah. on the musical tra- platforms out there because I have yeah. uh, at least. Uh, 16 songs uh, in my name, mm. Anders Asker, on, on Spotify. So find Lovely. some song that you like there and, and, and use it. Yes, mm. for sure. We can play it after this, uh, this talk so we can have it in the, in the podcast. And you also, you, you are actually planning some teacher trainings this year as well in Rocket yeah, and Ashtanga here yeah, in Sweden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First of all, we're doing an immersion, a rocket retreat in May, yes. first to third of May, at a place yes. called Skeppsudden in Bråviken, close to um, it's uh, close to Kolmården, opposite Kolmården. Yeah. So we're doing a, a two and a half day retreat there, first to third of May, and then mm. and then we do our uh, annual two hundred hour Ashtanga Vinyasa Yoga teacher training beginning mm. on the 7th of June. And that's a three yeah. module. Um, uh, it's in three modules of eight days with a six day break in between them. So it, it lasts mm. until, uh, I think it's the 12th of July, from 7th of June yes. to 12th of July. And, and, yeah. and that teacher training, it's the fifth year that I do it with Magdalena uh, Putipa and um, uh, Rebecca Walter and some uh, mm-hmm. external teachers too, but we are the troika that that uh, steers the ship, and it's yes. been uh, such a journey with with those uh, co-teachers of mine, and 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 I've really developed uh, the teacher trainings. I started to teach uh, do teacher trainings in two thousand nine, but today mm-hmm. it's 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 such on a another level so we have that mm. and then i we also have a hundred hour teacher training in two modules in the end of july and the beginning of august in the rocket vinyasa and that, that's the next level after the 200 hour but it's it's that's the second year mm. that we do that now and it's great it's it's also such a such a joy to share those teachings that i uh, learned uh, partly by by meeting Larry Schultz back in 2006 and, and being mm. a part of It's Yoga International for the past 10 years, we are now actually taking a, a step further because uh, we have just mm-hmm. uh, uh, launched uh, our company, Spiritual Solutions, and mm-hmm. our branch called Attuned Yoga. So that's new for, for, for this year that we're actually launching our, our school, uh, Attuned Yoga. Wow. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. It's so much exciting stuff. I can't wait. And we do teach also at the same studio, me and you. So we will bump into each other soon again. Yeah. Yes. Lovely. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm really filled up with joy and love and positivity. And I can't wait to connect with you again. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Love, love, love you, you. Shireen. I love Mm, you. Thank you so much for listening. 
I hope this episode helped you to understand astrology a little bit better and deeper and how you understand and interpret your own birth chart and astrology is really a complicated uh, system but it it takes years to learn so if you really really want to know more deeper about yourself and your birth chart I really recommend you to reach out to Anders and get a personal consultation Um, and I really appreciate everyone who's shared and reviewed this podcast so thank you so much and we will close off by some music by Anders Namaste Traveling the empty road Yellow sockets in my hand I land the man, the moon, the tailor Cannot fake and give to all It's not my call Roses in the riverbed Floating by your misty eyes Call the ball and hail the fail of many turns of dewy likes She never bites I do believe that you're the one The only one, the only love just like a star in endless skies I do believe that we can fly Flying high above the skies These eyes have watched you through the night You live in other modes of light From the Shadowland So many dents along the road I see the wheel that spun your tale of disbelief It's quite alright It's quite alright Each time lingers on the words I choose I have no thoughts, but make them clear I feel a breeze of comfort Sung for someone else who hasn't gone You haven't gone I do believe that you're the one The only one, the only love Just like a star in endless skies I do believe that we are one Flying high above the clouds Behold the bird who sets you free There is no loss but love to all 
angels take our hands Forever yours this newborn man Guardian angels take our hand Forever yours this newborn man